Hello and welcome again to the Human Nutrition and Lifestyle Podcast. Today we're going to talk about insulin. Insulin, what is insulin? We're going to talk about insulin resistance, insulin sensitivity, and also a bit about cholesterol and how it's used in the body. So the first thing is, what is insulin? Well, insulin is a hormone that's secreted by our pancreas. It has many functions in the body, but one of the main functions is to control glucose in our blood. Other functions include maintenance of the nervous system, muscle maintenance and and brain function. However, the main job we need to know about is its ability to control glucose. Insulin affects every single cell in our body. We have insulin receptors on every single cell. So you can see it's very unique in the way a hormone works. So with these receptors, each cell can use insulin for its purpose. And with blood, in blood, insulin just pushes the glucose from the blood into our muscles and our fat cells. Now, when we are insulin resistant, our insulin is either not working properly or we have a condition called hyperinsulinemia, which is elevated levels of insulin. Insulin does its absolute best to lower glucose levels in the blood. A condition called hyperglycemia, which is high blood sugar. So it's crucial we have insulin doing its job properly. We really do need insulin to do its job properly as it dictates what our cells receive from our food and how to process it. It can tell our cells to burn sugar or to burn fat. So if we were to have a mixed macro macro meal, let's say something high in carbs, some medium fat and a bit of protein, um, something like a bowl of pasta with some ham and a bit of cheese, then straight away insulin will spike from the pancreas and push glucose to all our cells. However, after this initial spike, a few hours later, the insulin levels will drop and they will be reduced and then rely on our cells to burn fat. If after a few hours, this scenario never happens, then what it means is that we'll never get round to using our cells to burn fat. So by never happen, what I mean is that you eat again and again and again and you keep spiking insulin all the time and it keeps pushing the glucose into your cells to burn. So it gets stuck in sugar burning mode. And if all these meals that you're having are high in sugars too, then it'll just constantly spike and spike and spike and go higher and higher and higher. Then there'll never be the opportunity for insulin to be low enough to encourage our our cells to burn fat. This is why a lower carbohydrate nutrition and fasting works. There's a lot more to fasting and we will explore that in a whole subject in a later episode. But back to insulin. In the process of interacting with our cells, insulin actually causes inflammation. When we're insulin resistant, this is a recipe for poor immune function and opens the door to illness and virus. However, in a healthy system, the inflammation can actually help to fight off pathogens and and infections and, and things we may contract. So this leads to the LDL cholesterol as well. Before we 
talk about cholesterol, we should know what insulin resistance actually is. It's when our cells stop responding to the insulin. And as I say, these cells are everywhere in the body, in our brains, in our hearts, blood, kidneys, liver. So these cells become inefficient, leading to resistance, which is insulin resistance. So think of it like this. If your neighbour knocked on your door, would you go and answer it? Of course you would. But if they kept knocking on your door every hour of every day, eventually you'd just stop and you'd no longer answer it. You've become neighbour resistant. So the opposite to this is insulin sensitivity. And insulin sensitivity is what you should be striving for, what really denotes a healthy body, a healthy internal system. And insulin sensitivity is just the fact that the cells are there, ready and waiting to accept what insulin's job has got in store for them. Insulin is the communicator. The cells are ready to be communicated with insulin and insulin will tell it the job to do. Now, these are sensitive to insulin. All your cells are sensitive to insulin. So will it listen? It will if it's insulin sensitive. If it's insulin resistant, it's just going to not do the job insulin wants it to do. How then do we know if we're insulin resistant? Well, it was thought, thought for a long time that the correlation between hyperglycemia, which is high blood sugar, or prediabetes was proved you were insulin resistant, and indeed it does. However, high blood sugar, prediabetes, or, or even type 2 diagnosed type 2 diabetes, are all the diagnosis of insulin resistance and not the root cause. Many people, perhaps even you now, are insulin resistant and don't even know it. Because your blood glucose might be reading normal. To truly know, you'll need an insulin test, but these are expensive and doctors just prefer to do blood tests, so this is what you get. Now, if you're struggling to understand what I mean, I'll try and give you another an uh, uh, analogy here. Um, if you think of it like this, you were travelling in your car and you crashed. You was unable to stop because you had bald tyres, all four tyres bald. But if you'd have known that the tyres were bald before you set off, you may not have even gone. Your car mechanic would have said to you, hang on a moment, these tyres look like they're going towards bald, better sort them out. And this would have prevented the accident in the first place. Now, luckily, mechanics do do this and they do let you know when your tyres are looking dangerous. But unfortunately, this doesn't happen in our healthcare. We always end up getting to the accident first and then assessing what has happened from there. If blood glucose is high, then it means you've been on the insulin resistance road for some time. Now, here's where I'm gonna get a bit sciencey and tell you that you can actually find out not definite, as only an insulin test would tell you definitely, but this is the closest thing to telling you whether you're insulin resistant or not, and it's all about our blood work. So before we get to our blood work, let's look at cholesterol again, because cholesterol is important. 
Um, cholesterol helps by binding any pathogens or any infections that's found in cells. To It acts like an ambulance. It binds to these pathogens and infections and it takes these cells away. It gets rid of them before they can do any harm. So high LDL cholesterol is by no means dangerous. In fact, a lower LDL cholesterol reading is somewhat more concerning. So why do we worry about cholesterol? Well, it all comes down to the type of LDL. Now, LDL is a low-density lipoprotein type of cholesterol. There are two types of LDL as well. There's LDL-A and LDL-B. The, the difference between these is mostly size. They differ in size. So the LDL-A is a larger size molecule, which helps it be more buoyant. And the LDL-B is a much smaller size molecule, helping it to not be more buoyant. It's this smaller LDL-B, which is the one more associated with heart disease. But how do you know which one you have? How do you know if you're mostly LDL-A in your cholesterol or mostly LDL-B? Well, there is a way you can find out. I'll elaborate on that in a moment. But I just want to say that you can change your LDL-B back to the better LDL-A. And it will not shock you to say that it is all down to nutrition and a lower carb nutrition and a higher fat. Yes, higher fat, good sources of fat can help. So let's look at how you can find out what your cholesterol looks like. Well, firstly, you need a blood test. And from your blood test, you will get certain readings. And on that reading, you'll look across and it'll say LDL and it'll say HDL and it'll say triglycerides and HbA1c. Your HbA1c is your blood glucose. Your LDL is your low-density lipoproteins, which we just talked about. And your HDL is your high-density lipoproteins. Then you've got your triglycerides, which are your types of fat. Now, your HDL and your LDL and your triglycerides will be measured in milligrams per deciliter. So a really good way to find out what type of LDL you have is to take your triglyceride reading and divide that by your HDL score. And if this comes out at lower than 1.5, it means you have more of a pattern A of the LDL cholesterol than you do of a pattern B. And therefore, you are insulin sensitive, which is great. You've got a great reading there, a great LDL profile, and you are insulin sensitive. However, if your reading comes out to be more than 1.5, then you are more likely to have LDLB type cholesterol and are, are, and are insulin resistant. Now, sometimes you may get a blood pressure reading on there too. And insulin resistance is often the cause of, of a high blood pressure reading. So to elaborate on that a bit and, and how it works is the effects that the insulin resistance has on your blood vessels by forcing them to hold on to too much water as the kidneys strive to hold on to their sodium, their salt. So if there's more water in the bloodstream, that means the volume of blood will go up 
and by physics you can see that more volume more pressure but all this can be avoided just by becoming insulin sensitive and by nailing down that nutrition just carrying on on the same lines insulin resistance also impedes the endothelial cells in the blood vessels by not allowing them to dilate properly causing bad blood flow this is when you have bad flow of blood again there's more pressure higher blood pressure we need to look after our kidneys by not forcing them to hold on to too much salt and pushing the water into our blood causing us to get high blood pressure so something else not to be scared of is salt now salt is something that leads us to fasting when we fast our body really needs salt to replenish it as our body loses it and salt restriction itself can lead to insulin resistance by not letting the kidneys do their job properly but when we are eating we get adequate amounts of sodium um, from our food especially our nutrient dense food so we never have to worry about taking in extra salt but this becomes a problem when we start fasting and when we start fasting we really need the salt in our body so we must drink salt water or take sodium tablets uh, just to keep our insulin in check when we're fasting and this also helps with cell regeneration which is a process called autophagy but we'll touch on autophagy in our fasting episode and um, so stay tuned for that one that's also a good one and in that one we'll continue to talk about the, the role of insulin in fasting as well um, but I hope you've got plenty from this episode and I hope I've not talked too much about science stuff and lost your interest halfway I just felt that in the last episode it came across as I simplified a lot of things and in simplifying things you tend to lose a bit of their integrity so I try and make it as everybody friendly as I can uh, and try not to be too sciencey um, but sometimes by not being too sciencey like say if you simplify it too much you lose a bit of its actual meaning and uh, so I hope I didn't lose too many of you there in the middle and hope my analogies helped <laughs> but hopefully now you know how important insulin is and how important the job it does is and what insulin resistance is and what insulin sensitivity is and let's look now at an insulin friendly diet or should i say insulin friendly nutrition so the first thing the main thing to ensure yourself ensure your body are insulin sensitive is to control carbohydrates just eat real food carbohydrates and limit to no refined or processed carbs in your nutrition secondly you need to prioritize protein quality protein with fat so that's basically not a plant protein plant protein is so hard for us to digest and to take any of the amino acids out there it is inferior to animal protein in every way animal protein has so many more amino acids and essential amino acids that we need 
from our nutrition. But it's imperative for us to get our fat with our protein. If you look at anywhere in nature, then protein is comes along with fat. Because in simple terms, fat helps us with our digestion of protein. The more fat, the more anabolic the process, which means our protein is digested faster and more efficient. But if you just have protein alone, then you face a, more, a less anabolic process, which means that it'll be digested a lot slower. So don't be scared of red meat and eggs. These were staples of our ancestors' diet, and they are fundamental to our optimum human nutrition. I'd just like to say here that uh, if you think you're somebody that this perhaps doesn't apply to, somebody who can eat anything they like, stay skinny, um, always is at the food they want and they've never really seen any difference in weight or any inflammation or any conditions whatsoever, then good for you initially, but as you age, these conditions will appear and your diet will have to be addressed simply because you'll, you'll probably be insulin resistant already without even knowing it. Like I say, said earlier, you can have a good blood glucose reading, but actually be insulin resistant. And the same applies to people who say, oh, it's all right, I do exercise. Well, exercise then becomes the band-aid. It becomes the plaster over the cracks, basically. So you can't outrun a bad diet. You can paper over it, sure, not a problem. But if you're just using exercise as a means to keep your weight off or as a means just to think that you're being a bit more healthier than you actually are, then as soon as you stop that exercise, that's when the problems start. So as you can see from a lot of professionals, when they stop playing the sport that they've been playing, then that's when they gain weight and that's when they get all their chronic uh, diseases and they get all their inflammation and they start going on a bit of a downward spiral because they don't actually have the correct nutrition. Thank you for listening today and I hope that you continue to find something good from these podcasts and hopefully you can get on the road to your human nutrition and lifestyle. I'm really doing this podcast to highlight the fundamentals of optimum human nutrition. But everybody is bio-individual, means everybody's different and everybody will require their own specific approach to find their correct, unique path. So whatever your goal is, if it's just to be an optimum human, then fine. Or if it's to lose weight or perhaps some fitness goals, maybe to increase your energy and to feel amazing every day. You just want better sleep or really you want help with an inflammatory condition you just can't shift or to simply find just a better lifestyle. Then human nutrition lifestyle has you covered. We're going to be opening a new coaching platform. Now this coaching platform is designed to help you find the right path for you the one that you can thrive on, the one that you can find optimum nutrition and an optimum lifestyle just tailored to you. Now, don't get me wrong here. 
in an ideal world, I would like you to be able to do it by yourself. I would love you to be able to go out there and to stop eating all the rubbish and to really nail down your nutrition, really nail down your lifestyle and feel great in yourself every single day. But I understand you may be struggling and I understand you may think, I don't know where to start. There's all this fasting, there's all this stop that, eat this, don't do that, eat that, don't do that, that's bad for you, that's good for you. I understand it's confusing. So that's why we're here, to help, to give you tips and tricks, ways you can start to nailing down your specific, unique to you, tailored, optimum nutrition. So what I'm going to do is offer a free initial consultation for anybody that would just wants a bit of help or somebody who just wants an aim in the right direction or even somebody who just wants a complete overhaul of their diet, just wants to start again, likes listening to these podcasts, wants to change their life, wants to change to an optimum nutrition, wants to feel great, then I'm offering a free initial consultation, 10 to 15 minutes, no obligation, just a quick chat via email or Zoom or however you want to do it, over the phone, old style, if you like. You know, we just need a chat to figure out where you are and where you want to go, and then we can get you there on the right path. And then after this, if you want to take it further with weekly or monthly communications, then we'll have a plan that's tailored for you that you can follow unique and individual to you. So if you think that's maybe something that's be beneficial for you, then don't hesitate to get in touch. You can direct message on Instagram. We're at human nutrition lifestyle or just email human nutrition lifestyle at mail.com. That's human nutrition lifestyle or one word at mail mail.com. Just send me your name and the best way to get in touch with you and then we can set up an initial talk together. Thank you again for listening today. And I hope to see you in the next episode. The next episode is going to be more on fasting and how autophagy actually works. How we actually manage to regenerate our own cells if we give the body chance. So thank you again for today and I'll see you next week. 